Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Are you embarrassed to be out in public? Is your fashion statement, I simply don't care? Well, rest assured your problems can be solved. Be judged by the clothes you wear no longer with the invisibility cloak. Walk through a crowded city without a glance or gesture. They won't even know you're there unless you say something or bump into somebody. The invisibility cloak will solve all of your fashion problems and likely create new ones. Check it out at elvinaccessories.com. Hey, everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who constantly double-checks and reminds not only himself, but everybody around him that he does wear deodorant, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> what's going on? I felt like I was in Mordor with that intro ad, so thank yeah. you. Pe- I think people say that to you a lot when they're hanging out with you, right? Feels like we're in Mordor right now. Um, no, they don't, but uh, that's okay. good. Well, you're better than that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking with me is Derek Somerville, the only man that worked for the fashion police and was forced to arrest himself. (laughs) (laughs) That was finally a good one. I liked it. I thought you were going to say work for the fashion police and got fired, but you went a better direction. No. I liked your direction. No, and and honestly, I would not be surprised if you're like, actually, I used to have a job with the fashion police because... As we've established, you've had, you know, 20 million jobs, so... Oh, boy, here we go with the 20 million jobs. Are the fashion police a real thing? Are they real Ask thing? Joan Rivers on Oscar night, because apparently that okay. is a real thing. Nobody knows who Joan Rivers is. They all do, so... For real? No, I'm asking you legitimately, are they... Is that a real thing, fashion police? Uh, no, it's not, but, I mean, it's okay. kind of a... I mean, they have fashion critics, yeah, but yeah. not... In any capacity. No, critics are not police. I'm talking like actual officers. No, there's no stop. Yes, there is. Yes, there no, is, my friend. Not. There's well, people that what? work for fashion companies. I, I'm, I'm like pseudo connected with a guy whose sole job it pseudo, is. Pseudo connected. Yeah, well, okay. I don't think people care the specifics, but the his his whole job is to go and find people that are producing or selling knockoffs of the fashion brand that he works for. He's a former police officer, mm. and he's actually doing so in a law enforcement type manner to prosecute people that are that are doing that. Okay, that that's that's not what we're all thinking though, and that, that makes sense. No, no, yeah. it's not. We're You're thinking right. like, wow, <laughs> but it's still kind of relates. It's kind of interesting. Sure. Okay, I like yeah. that. It's good to know. So, not what we're talking about today, but it, there is real fashion police that's, fun fact. That was a fun fact. All fun right. Fact. Um, so we'll get to that. We're not talking just purely fashion. We're talking about kind of clothing and clothing related stuff for Correct. backpacking today. And yeah, and we've got uh, after that we have I've got a I've got a prank 
that I've got to reveal here that I kind of pranked you a couple times. And I didn't know it? Yeah, I don't think you figured it out. We'll find okay, out. And then yeah. I've pranked the, uh, yeah, everybody listening to the show. Maybe we just don't care. Probably. It's probably not as good as I thought it would be. It probably didn't go as well as I thought, but I, I honestly thought people were going to figure it out and they didn't. So okay, we'll, right. we'll do the reveal here afterwards, but just letting you know it's coming up. Always up to something you are. Like yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. It kind of makes things, you know, a little spicy. So <laughs> Bible verse for the day, 1 Corinthians yeah. eleven four. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. Huh. So... A couple thousand years ago, physical appearance was tied to honor. So if a stranger were to judge you, Derek, by your physical appearance in public alone, they would determine... I'm going to jail, for sure. (laughs) I'm going to jail. You're dishonorable. Oh, yeah. 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 I used to wear the MC Hammer pants, the the Mm. fluorescent colors. Like, I was shameless. I just feel like if if you're wearing your pajamas past noon... And you're out in public, mm. probably not going so well for you. Yeah. I always figured if you wake up and you throw on sweatpants, it's like you already gave up on the day, like right away. Well, what if you're going to exercise, though? In sweatpants? Do people still do yeah. that? Not in California, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, wear, like, running, I wear like running sweats for colder days in Colorado. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even remember, remember the last time I saw somebody in sweatpants in California. Okay. Well. Other than myself, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yourself out in public at the grocery store, <laughs> exactly with a weighted backpack, which we'll get to. Okay, we yeah yeah definitely that came up again for sure. It came up again, yeah. It did. It did. So what we're referring to is we no I caught up with Tayson, yeah, CEO of Outdoor Vitals, and yes. um, he had they have a new release coming out and so we talked about that and much more of course but it related to our episodes that's kind of the connection here and so uh yeah this might be something up some of your alleys out there that you might be interested in some of our alleys plural multiple yours alley yours alley well it's better to say i know i don't know Okay. Waterway? I don't know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Shipping routes. That's, that's good. <laughs> Catacombs. Anyway, so yeah, you didn't make this. You didn't make this interview. Um, no. I, I gave you a time and then said any day, and that was not good enough. Correct. That was not good enough. No. Okay. I thought we nailed down. We we nobody could get on the same page. Is that mm. that's inaccurate? I don't know. This is just. Par for the course, but you said this interview went, you know, surprisingly good without you. Is that, is that what you said? Uh, I said it was, uh, it was good. It was fun. Okay, not not as fun as it could have been, but uh, it was you, fun. yeah, you always make it better. But I think we're now comfortable enough with Taysen where he's he kind of you know is he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty great. relaxed and uh, happy to joke he's around great. with us or me in this case. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, here's here, we'll, we'll get to Taysen's interview and then we'll have our own additions to the topic for today so here's here's how the interview went down hey taste how's it going today it's going good it's awesome actually it's going awesome okay what's what's so awesome (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's it's been crazy busy around here just because we've we've launched a new product but it's it's been well received and so smiles on faces around here smiles and faces. i like it so and when you say you've launched a new product is it fair to assume that you're talking about your hanging toilet? 
Um, no, no. I, th- I thought I left that for you guys to design last time I was on here. No, we we said that if you <laughs> design, you've already designed it. You just have to put it out. You have the capability of putting that out there. And we were simply encouraging you to, um, yeah, to put it on the market because that's kind of where your company is, is putting awesome backpacking gear in the market. And we said that it was going to be a hit. <laughs> no, no, no. no. And so, so typically when we do design, um, we'll buy something out there and, and modify it or try to get, you know, a first prototype of some sort. So I'll buy some kind of a hanging chair and I'll send it to you guys. You guys cut out a hole, use it. And then, you know, depending on where things go, we can, we can get a prototype going. Okay. I am up for that for sure. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I shared this the last time, but when uh, we did an episode called like something to the effect of like how to poop in the woods and that was one of our most popular episodes. So trying to get trying to get traction for promoting this thing, I think would be very, very easy. Not just on our podcast, but really anywhere. Well, so. one of my my good friends, uh, Devin at Backcountry Exposure, I mean, his like best video of all time is how to how to use a wag bag, right? How to poop in a wag bag. <laughs> so there's something to it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I bet he did not talk about whether it was appropriate or not to carry each other's wag bags on the way out. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that being a part of, of the video. So that, that's safe for our podcast. That's a, that's a previous episode as well. So, <laughs> um, okay. So obviously not what we're here for is the hanging toilet. We do. Okay. So one of the things that we've been telling the backpacking and blisters community for years now, in terms of like you know what to take, what to leave, one of the top items that people tend to bring that we suggest to leave at home is the hoodie. It's too bulky. It tends to be heavy. A lot of them weigh over a pound individually, but you're, so this is the new product. You're trying to revolutionize that with a product you're calling the Ventus. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And everything you said before that I would say is also correct. I, I can't tell you, you know, the last time I backpacked with a hoodie because just because of that very, mm. that very reason, right? Just weight bulk. It doesn't add up because a puffy jacket really meets that need and and is it's like a puffy jacket is lighter and more compressible and warmer so you just kind of like skip the gap of where a hoodie typically fits right 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 that's really you know the niche or the area that we're like you know we we basically found a newer development and insulation and we're like you know where would this work and it was just like night and day like that's exactly where that where that would need to go is there's a there's a gap here and the craziest thing is like, you've already said, you know, that, that you have been telling people not to wear hoodies. And that didn't even cross my mind, you know, at first right. that, that there was like this gap or like this issue with it. I just didn't wear hoodies because it just on paper didn't add up. It wasn't logical. And I hadn't realized that that wasn't even like a part of any conversations I had to bring a hoodie, you know? Right. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It, it doesn't seem like something you would naturally want to bring just because if you're lacking space in your backpack, it's just going to absorb all that space. But there was a trip we went on to to Grand Tetons where there was a gentleman that went and he was uh, an older gentleman and he just had the heaviest pack. And so I just, I don't typically do this, but I made him unpack his stuff and he had this super thick cotton hoodie and I was like, I don't think you want to bring that. And I just was shocked that it was there and I thought maybe other people are bringing this too. Maybe this is a common thing. So that's kind of where that came from. So you have like the various layers and obviously, you know, the colder you go or the higher you know, elevation that you're going, you've got to decide what layers to bring and what layers to leave behind. So when you're going like puffy level, puffy jacket, 
what when are you bringing that what season or altitude or what's the criteria you have to to put that in your backpack historically like where i'm from i'm bringing a puffy jacket on every trip you know year round because we're going you know in the summers we're trying to get out of the heat so we're going up into the mountains we're going high elevation And at nighttime, you're going to need something, right? Right. And so I'm typically bringing a puffy year-round personally. Okay. And, and and I would say it's safe to say in any form of travel, it's not really a great idea to travel without a jacket or, or something like that. And a puffy's really the lightest, you know, historically, a puffy's been the lightest, smallest thing to carry. So mm-hmm. um, I've just always traveled with one, whether I'm do, even doing international travel or whatever oh, okay. it is, I'm typically always have something like that in my pack. That's, yeah, okay. So, and I don't, I'm trying to think, I've done a, I've done a fair bit of backpacking in Utah, but not in, like not summertime or in the mountains or in the high, a little bit of stuff, I guess. But yeah, so when I'm bringing, yeah, there's just the, like this multi-layer set of options and the puffy doesn't typically make it for me in the mountains unless it's, um, you know, beginning or end of the season or into the shoulder seasons or beyond. So what are you taking? I go pretty light on the clothing. And so I'm typically taking like a thin, if it's going to be a little bit chillier, like a thin, thin, lightweight fleece, which is where like, you know, the hoodie might supplant that. Um, And then just a rain jacket. So something waterproof. And that typically suffices. And then if it gets a little chilly at night and we're just kind of hanging outside, I'll just like use my sleeping bag as a blanket. Just kind of, you know, bring that outside. So So you said you you don't use hoodies, but then you just said to use a fleece hoodie. So I'm a little, I'm a little... No, no, no. It's just a, no, I didn't know. No, not a hoodie. (laughs) It's just a fleece. It doesn't have a hood. That's that's why I would look at at, at upgrading. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a high quality item. It's something I got just at a local um, store that just, you know, fits the bill. And actually I meant to, I meant to weigh that before we had this conversation. I was curious how that compared to, to your hoodie. Cause I know yours is pretty lightweight. Um, actually let's jump into that. So what's different about that? Like what makes this work over either typical hoodie or better than my cheapo thin fleece I've got? Yeah. So the easiest way to like convey what the Ventus is, is it's lighter than a shirt and it's as warm as most jackets. Like that's like the quickest, easiest way to, to explain what it is and what it does. If you were to take like most t-shirts, they're around seven ounces or so. But if you take anything with a long sleeve, you're, you're looking like 10 ounces in a base layer, right? Even if you're looking at a wool base layer or thermals, things like that, they're going to be typically seven ounces or heavier. And that's right where the Ventus weighs in at. Now, most fleeces, just like you said, are like more okay. close to that pound level. But so like you're skipping over typically where the puffy is, which is about 12 ounces. So really the Ventus to us, what makes it work is the fact that it is so light at seven ounces and then it compresses down to about the size of a softball. So it's half the size of most puffy jackets as well when they're compressed. Mm. And that's kind of where it really fits into the spectrum. Cause like, just like you said, you know, you're taking that, that little fleece and then a rain jacket, um, this would like fit into that type of realm super easy because it's it's just so light so easy to pack and then it actually is a lofted piece so the ventus what makes it also different than most hoodies is most hoodies are a knit meaning they're just one single layer of fabric um there's no coatings Mm -hmm. there's no you know anything like that they're just super super breathable um but it's just one layer of knit whereas this piece i think a lot more like a like a lightweight um synthetic jacket where you have an outer layer of fabric, you've got a lofted insulation, and then you've got an inner layer of fabric. What makes it 
a little bit more like the hoodie side though is we can play around with the coatings because it doesn't bleed through the fabric so the inside of this is just as soft as your typical fleece hoodies has no coatings it feels you know it's just it's got that like cozy feel to it but then the outside of it has uh, a mm. light acrylic coating which makes it more water resistant it also is going to cut the wind a lot better so whether you're like like on single track trail, whether you're hiking, right, whether there's right. a breeze, it cuts the wind really, really well. And then we've built in breathability. So underneath the arm, there's no insulation and there's actual vents underneath there with some perforated vents. So it's just a, it's a different piece. So if I was comparing it straight to like your fleece okay. in like, if there's any breeze at all, it's going to be significantly mm-hmm. warmer than your fleece. And it's probably going to be significantly warmer anyways. Interesting. But then it's, I, I would be willing to bet it's probably lighter than your fleece too. Yeah. No, no as you're talking about it, you're challenging me. I'm like, how much do shirts weigh how much does this police weigh so i think i'm gonna come back with some stats for sure in the the response to this interview and when you say because that sounds heavy for a shirt are you talking like a performance shirt that was like just a cotton shirt that i pulled out but if you were to even look at like our dragon wool right that's a Uh performance based layer that's heavier than the ventus if you were to look at a real like a lighter weight let's say you were to look at like a real performance like sun level shirt or hoodie like the the outdoor research echo is like five to six ounces but that is literally as light as it can possibly you know that's like the lightest weight sun shirt you can even get so pretty much everything is going to be heavier than that okay and and when you say when you're throwing these these weights around what's the industry standard for are we talking like medium size small size what's the medium yep medium medium. i mean that's legit revolutionary if like all those stats add up then that's yeah. I mean that's 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 the real deal, and that sounds if if, it, if, it, if I can go lighter and add a hood to my setup, then yeah, that's definitely moving me in the right direction for sure. Obviously, your main your customer base is backpacking slash hiking related, um, but this was this designed for more than that. Was this like kind of meant to be like a kind of all purpose type deal, or what? What was the thought behind it? Yeah. So our core audience is definitely ultralight backpacking, and that's that's really where we'll keep our focus. But what we learn is that most ultralight backpackers or backpackers in general, they don't just backpack and that's like their only hobby, right? A lot of them are trying to get out on a daily basis outside. A lot of them are doing different types of travel and and, and then there's the daily wear aspect, right, right. right? Like if you can wear something both on the trail and to the office, then there's just more use in it. And so that's a big part of our brand. And, and the motto of live ultralight, it, it's, it's daily, right? It's, it's not just live ultralight on the trail. It's live ultralight, you know, every day. And so that's, that's definitely a piece that, that was designed into this, um, Brigham, our lead designer and I, we spent a lot of time looking at how to make this an active piece that would be very usable for runners, very usable for single track guys, you know, mountain biking, whatever it might be. I feel like we've really bridged that gap. The other nice right. thing about it and, and kind of a byproduct a little bit, we did focus on it, but, it, but inherently because of the, the nature of it is it does look really sleek too. Some people, you know, don't want to wear a puffy per se to mm-hmm. the office or on a date or to a meeting or whatever it is. Whereas right. this piece just is going to have that sleeker, cleaner look because mm-hmm. you don't have baffles all the way through it. I would wear a puffy <laughs> to all those places if I was cold. <laughs> no, I have no problem doing it personally. Yeah. I, I'm the same way, you know. But like, for instance, even when I think about like traveling, right? So a lot of times I'm doing international travel for work, for business. And, you know, typically I'm taking a puffy still. There's, it seems like every time I'm on an airplane, you know, flying over the ocean, I wake up like halfway through freezing, you know, 
someone's vents or like the whole temperature just starts dipping. And then I have, you know, I'm always wanting something long sleeve or a jacket, you know? And so with this piece, it also works just really well for a piece like that. I've been in, I've been in China at times you wake up, you want to go for a run or something mm. like that. And it's just freezing outside. And, and so it just gives you that option. And for seven ounces, it's like drop a shirt and add an right. entire hoodie. I got a couple of reactions, there, but first, so you went, you've gone for a run in China. Yeah. The, the air quality is not great, but yeah, that's, that, that was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, isn't that like smoking a pack of cigarettes? Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think, I always think of like China as like being super hot all the time, right? Muggy and all that. Right. Right. No, they've, they've got seasons and it definitely cools off, but yeah. Um, yeah. A well, lot depends of, on where you are. Cause they've got the Himalayas too. So yeah. Um, and, and, but a lot of our, I haven't traveled, I haven't been there for a little while. We've been moving a lot of stuff into Vietnam now and that's just straight up hot. So. Right. Right. So, okay. You mentioned this. The, okay. So the, the live ultralight is not just a tagline for your company, but it's, it sounds like it's like your personal or your company's ideology. So what do you think about somebody who's training for backpacking by carrying a, I don't know, like a 30 pound weighted backpack walking around the grocery store doing their shopping? Is that, does that violate your ideology? <laughs> <laughs> not if it's on purpose. No, okay. I think that's actually, <laughs> you're not I doing mean, that on <laughs> That's a little interesting. If you're really training, you might want to get on some like loose dirt or something where your ankles need to stay strong. But, but no, I'm, I'm totally True. for all that. If it's, if it's on purpose. Now, if you've got 30 pounds in a, in your purse, you know, that's different. <laughs> I'm not carrying a purse, oh, okay. <laughs> but I know we have listeners that might have it. Yeah. They might start, try to strategize their training that way. No, I, I guess I wouldn't view grocery shopping as training more, just you're efficiently using your time to, you know, strengthen even a little bit while doing kind of a menial task. Right? No. Yeah. And there's, and there's big advantages to that. I mean, if you want to train for something, the closer of an activity you can do to train for it. I mean, the better. So mm. putting weight in a backpack on your shoulders is going to be better training than, you know, doing a, the Stairmaster per se, right. you know, like, like I, I end up falling into that a lot of times, but I know in the back of my head, like I would do better not to be doing the Stairmaster, but instead be out on a trail with, you know, loose dirt under my feet. That's unstable because right. usually when I'm out on the trail and I'm starting to hurt or something like that, it's, it's not like my muscles that are killing out it's like my knee or my my ankle mm, or something that's right that's not been strengthened because i haven't been training properly so no i think that's great cross training okay so you okay just to confirm so you think that grocery shopping with a weighted pack is great <laughs> cross training as long as you're not grocery shopping with me go ahead okay and just to clarify i'm not bringing like a backpacking backpack i'm not like whacking people as i'm moving around the aisles like this is just like a you know school kind of backpack that just has metal plates in there to, to you know so and they're not clinking around as I'm moving around. So this is something that uh, that Derek's made fun of me for. Low key, you're saying. Low key. Yeah, I will. I'll just. I'll, I'll kind of chalk you up for um, somebody who just agrees with that. So thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. One of the other issues I have, and I'm sure a lot of people have this issue too, too, with performance gear. I know they've kind of changed things or gotten better over the years, but you know the fleece that I already referenced. Typically, if I wear that, whether it's like I'm going out for a run or if it's for a multi-day trip, by the end of even just like a single day of exertion, um, if I've been sweating or exerting at all, really, it gets pretty stinky and makes me stinkier than usual. So how does this, how does the, how does the Ventus measure up with this? So with this fleece, is you're saying it's it's a super lightweight piece. Does it dry pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty breathable. 
Is it pretty tight, form-fitting, like under your armpits or wherever you're getting smell? It's not as as uh, sleek as you're describing, for sure. Okay. It's just yeah, pretty. It's, it's a it's a cheapo. There's different things that could they could bleed into that, um, but for the most part, it, unless you're using something like wool that has some real inherent intrinsic value against odor, you're you're going to get some element of development. Now, there's also mm-hmm. treatments that that can be potentially put on things that that help as well, um, but they're they're treatments. They're not permanent coatings, right? So they can wear off, wash off, et cetera. So the biggest thing I typically am looking at for odor is okay. one, like how well it might vent. And then two, how quickly it's going to dry and stay dry. So in that regard, this mm-hmm. piece should stay, the Ventus should stay more odor free than, you know, jackets would and things like that, because it does have the underarm vents. They breathe really well. And then, and then just the fabrics themselves, there's no spandex in this. It's a stretch fabric with a stretch insulation, a stretch insulation as well, but there's no spandex. Spandex is going to hold on to moisture, create odor problems. So, I mean, I would be interested to see like, is your fleece, does it have any spandex in it? Does it have anything, or it just could be old and you've just permanently damaged it at this point. Who knows? You're, you might've just like killed, killed the, the fibers with your stench. Who knows? But but no, I, I, I would say like, I can't killed the fibers with my stench <laughs> maybe you just gotta wash it better who knows no, i was kidding um no i i can't yeah. say that, i can't say that it's gonna be way better than than anything else um but those are the things i'm looking for for stench and then obviously just just layering up layering down another thing you might want to look at is if you're sleeping in it now that's not a good or a bad thing i'm not saying it's it's either one of those but like sleeping in it that's definitely going to create odor quicker because you're and that's yeah and that's where i will I guess skimp on the weight is I'm not going to, you know, I might bring like a, a cooler sleeping bag knowing I'm going to be, you know, layering, having more layers yeah, on yeah. Whatever and using I, those layers. But I do the same. And just to clarify, I do, I do wear deodorant. So that's not the main issue. So like Tom's deodorant or some natural stuff you got. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I wear deodorant. I sh- do you, I home, do you home make this deodorant? I don't make the deodorant. Did you say Tom's? Is that the one? There's a few out there that I that I've tried and seem questionable for my use. No, my wife hates that brand. We I think we use like their their toothpaste because it was like all natural toothpaste, and like our kids started getting cavities, and we're like, what is going on here? Anyway. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, definitely not a fan of that brand. Sorry for anybody that is out there, but no, I'm talking if I use it more, not necessarily on backpacking trips, but if I go for a run like in the winter time or something, and I'm using that as an extra layer, um, I'll use whatever my my home. The, you know, the store-bought deodorant is, but so you keep on mentioning this kind of venting ability, you know, you, and your other kind of clothing lines based on dragon wool, which we've already confirmed is not using anything from actual dragons. So did you change your kind of way of naming things to make it more just directly relatable where the ventus is to emphasize the venting ability? <sighs> that That is a great question. And, uh, I'll tell you right now, (laughs) the least favorite days of almost any employee in the office is naming product day. (laughs) That's a day. Um, (laughs) It's like a holiday. Naming product day. It's it's like, oh man, it is such a back and forth. We've been all over the board with it. Hopefully we're in a a groove now. But um, (laughs) no, I think some of our best names have been like a little bit abstract. Yeah, uh, dragon wool. Honestly, like you just don't forget that. No, uh, the, the shadow light backpack, for instance. Like yep. I just, I think that name is is a great name, and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily convey too much. To to me, I will say this: 
I still, and it, and it's becoming like too difficult, the amount of products and just stuff going on. I love to, to put meaning into names. Like I just love there to be a deeper meaning, even if no one ever knows it. Right. Um, right. like, so dragon wolf, for instance, like that, that was part of where it came from to begin with the dragon back, uh, rugby team in Australia okay. you know, was, was innovating on this. And, um, but there's like the element of two, like it's just magical. It drives four times faster than the typical Merino wool. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. Right. But, but like a lot of our other things, like the, like the shadow light, the idea was that we wanted it to be so comfortable. It was like a shadow, like you just didn't right. realize it was on you. So we put so much energy and effort into the load carry of the shadow light. So I love that, but yeah, I'll be honest. I, I hate naming products. It becomes this huge debate battle, uh, it takes a lot of creative energy right. and, um, yeah, you could, you could very well see us name this the Ventus and the next product be, you know, Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> if you sold a product named Gryffindor or even anything based on Harry Potter and you, and you were allowed to do so, I bet that would actually up the sales to be honest. <laughs> We've got a hat. We've got a hat. You know, we should develop a hat called the Sorting Hat or something. <laughs> the sorting. Yeah, that could be part of your um, tradition on the naming day. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I like the names of your products. I think it's the relatable, and I think, yeah, like the Shadow Light, like that's going to stick with you. And obviously, you know, whether you f- you get the connection between Shadow and Light, I think you're understanding like the lightweight aspect of things, right? So, so at last we had you on last year during our Shark Tank episode, and you and you were kind of you know, previewing some things that were going to be coming out within the year. You'd meant, you'd mentioned the backpack. Uh, you'd mentioned a tent. I don't think that one's out yet. I, uh, I don't want to talk about the tent. No, this, that wasn't where I was going with the question anyway. So it will be great when it shows up. We'll just say that. Okay. Fair enough. So we're pretty close. Arsh is pretty close with uh, Jesse from Backcountry Ford uh-huh. and and he loves like your clothing line, just like the stuff, you know, the dragon wool stuff. He, he, he's a big fan of that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, you know, if you continue to go down the, co- the clothing line road, I'm wondering if Outdoor Vitals is ever going to put out a performance sweater vest. Sweater vest. <laughs> Only if it could be worn at a ugly sweater Christmas party. And yes. Yeah. You don't want to be. You don't have your stuff associated with ugly sweater. That is not. That is not appropriate. Is that, is that what you're? Is that what you're saying? You, you want a sweater vest like you would wear to a party like that? I was trying to think of the most ridiculous outdoor piece of clothing you could have, and that would be up there. So that's what. That's right. You know, that, we are so. we are recording on April Fools. You know, we ought to. We are. We ought to. So you could have. Yeah. We should do at some point. I we should do like a, a big release of something like that. So maybe that's a good idea. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, keep it under wraps. <laughs> maybe next year we'll have an, an amazing April Fool's launch. Our show has not ever been released on April Fool's, but one of these years it's going to be released and we'll have something for sure. So we can tuck that away. All right. Um, I, I do check out your channel. I'm not always like paying attention to like when videos are released. I just kind of like look at the topic and I might okay. kind of go that route here. I'm talking about your YouTube channel, obviously. So where are we at right now with like beard length? It's reaching like it's all time level now. Ooh, okay. So I, I cut it. I cut it during the Loftech jacket campaign, mm-hmm. which was a little over two years ago. Yeah. It was about two and a half years ago. So it's, it's getting there. I will say this though. Um, my wife graciously pointed out a few white hairs in it and I'm really mm. quite concerned. I'm really quite concerned. 
Okay. <laughs> some, some serious revenue that would be lost if I had to cut this thing. Because of white hairs? I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to do. You could dye man. it, right? I, I could dye it. I, I could. I'm just, it's, I'm, it's just making, it's making me hurt a little bit on the inside. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you could probably blame it on COVID. Let's be honest, because Absolutely. I had a few white hairs in my beard when I was growing it. And then like in the last year that that's, you know, multiplied exponentially. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the amount of stress that it's caused me. Yes. Yes. But there's, isn't there just for men beards? think you, you could kind of bust that out if not um, i'll be the influencer tester for that one right I'll reach out to him you might need multiple packages to get all of it <laughs> <laughs> go to the women's section they have big hair dye boxes <laughs> they do they do <laughs> if you're yeah if you're comfortable doing that then that's that's awesome but um yeah it... shop online what do you mean <laughs> we're direct to consumer so that's how i've got to no, <laughs> <laughs> everything's online groceries and yeah everything that's awesome. Well, Taysom, man, we really appreciate you coming on our show. And uh, right now you get the Kickstarter campaign going for the jacket. And I think um, if I understand correctly, it's if you kind of invest in it now, it's you get it at a cheaper price than when you actually do the official product launch. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So okay. we're we're not venture capital backed. We don't take outside money so that we can always focus on customers, right? Right. And so one of the ways that we get around that and are still able to grow and, and accomplish stuff like this is by doing pre-sales. So Kickstarter essentially for us is a pre-sale platform. Okay. It just allows it to be very public, allows you guys to see what's happening with it and kind of buy into that journey. So essentially, if you back it while it's on Kickstarter and the sooner you back it, the better the price is going to be. Okay. You're going to save like $40 off the retail price, which is our website price when it's going to be there. Plus, you're going to get it months ahead of the general public. So yeah, so we can't know the price because it sounds like it's in flux based upon when people check it out. So yeah, but roughly roughly one forty is the price you're going to find on Kickstarter, give or take a little bit. Okay. Um, on the website, it's going to be one eighty when it is there. Gotcha. And so we'll link. We've got the the link for the Kickstarter campaign in our show description, so you can check that out if you're looking for a performance hoodie that's good for sounds like all sorts of stuff and definitely for backpacking and fits down to the infamous size of the softball. So there you go. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and uh, we will catch up with you later. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So Derek, what'd you think about that? Uh, I, it was enjoyable. I, I thought it was quite enjoyable that you, I just kept thinking to myself, like he brought up the backpack in the store again. Right. How many times has he harassed me about my talking with the guy at REI about right. the day pack thing. And yet here we are again, listening to you walking around Kroger or whatever it is. <laughs> with your backpack on. Do, you, do you feel like a hypocrite or, or no? Is it, is it are we going to hear about this again? We'll probably hear let's, about let's it. Let's relate it. Let's relate it. Do you feel like your conversation with the REI guy mm-hmm. that everybody should have that conversation? Do I feel like that? Yeah. Like everybody needs to have this conversation. Everybody needs to, to face off with an outdoor employee about proper pack size. Maybe they do. Maybe okay. they do. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't so. know. I don't think you even believe that yourself. Well, I got the I got to the truth. And whereas I think everybody should wear a weighted pack in the grocery store or in other oh. shopping areas to train. Can I just say that I, I thought it was very interesting that you had to kind of well, you know what? No, I'm not going to say. I'm going to save it for trivia. I threw it in okay. the trivia, actually. So let's, let's let's hold off on that. All right. So I think you feel a little um, down that Taysen legitimized that as a training technique. 
Um, no comment. I'll just say that you you had a false perception of what he really thought, and that's okay. okay. And I think everybody saw that. So mm. we'll, we'll we'll throw that into a trivia question. And we get, we got to work on our more. interview analysis skills. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I know you don't. So it's it's kind of above <laughs> you, and that's typical. So we're gonna get to it. <laughs> we'll, right. We're gonna yeah. address it later today. I guarantee you that. Uh, that's so, so your takeaway was that my takeaway was mainly your ridicularity uh but no okay. i was excited to hear about this uh this ventus product um you know the light way it's, it's light as a t-shirt yet mm. warm as a jacket th- i mean i mean who wouldn't be interested in something like that so well there's um, there's some yeah and i did some checking because uh, after the interview, I went ahead and weighed my shirt and my, I called it the cheapo fleece. And mm-hmm. so he was, yeah, so it doesn't, it, the, the measurements or the weight comparisons, like his his uh, hoodie definitely is lightweight. But the shirt, I have my shirt, is size large, and he was comparing size mediums or regulars or whatever. Mm. And my shirt was in at six ounces. Ooh. Cotton What's shirt. It? Cotton shirt, okay. Yeah, not, and I see some of the performance shirts are actually legitimately heavy, but I wouldn't wear those. Yeah. backpacking or anything or really ever i don't ever want to wear this um and then there's and then i wear my wear my fleece not a hoodie so it doesn't have the hood but it's thin it's not like your typical like you know thick thick clo- like cozy fleece mm. this is columbia brand just just to clarify because we've got a columbia outlet near our house so i end up with a lot of columbia stuff right that was seven ounces huh so not are you are you accounting for the sweat that you produce as well to weigh the shirt down or, or no mm, well i mean it would be you know it, this would be wicking probably more wicking actually than the hoodie maybe i don't know because he said had a coating that was made it kind of water resistant i suppose but so i think yeah his is way more multi-purpose mine's specific to you know outdoor running and uh i guess backpacking as well so now remind me i don't know if i heard this uh, maybe i missed it did he say it's it's more of a vest shape a long sleeve or what what was the ventus yeah, I guess you haven't seen the commercial. I didn't send you the the clip of the YouTube. I yeah, it just looks like a no. thin hoodie, so long sleeve with a hood. A thin yeah. hoodie with yeah. a hood. Looks okay. like it's kind of form fitting, so it's kind of sleeker than your typical. I don't know. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it's it's kind of you know it's a, it you do have to you have to get a pay for it though. Even with the discounted price, it that's going to cost you some money. Mm-hmm. But if you can use it in multifaceted areas, it might be worth it. But th- that's definitely an investment mm-hmm. for sure. I'll definitely check it out. I don't know if I'll. We have, and yeah, full, full disclosure, we have not. Obviously, Derek hasn't because he doesn't even know what it looks like. But I don't. I haven't checked it out. I haven't worn it, so I can't attest to its, you know, awesomeness or lack thereof. I just was going off of what Taste yeah. was saying. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I, I definitely am curious. Okay. He's piqued my curiosity as usual. No so. other takeaways. Nothing on the performance sweater vest or anything like mm, that. We're gonna get okay. to that too. I think um, the fact that you even suggested that makes me worry about your validity in yeah. every other category yeah the irony of you saying um, that is awesome in four years the so, irony yeah. of you saying that not, challenging just, my validity that's just Derek tough love. challenge my validity that's, i love it tough love, love it. is what that is <laughs> you asked him for a yes. sweater vest um you know do you think he's really going to send you that um hanging toilet and we can really go for that and mm, dig in? i'd be willing to try it but I, I went back to the episode from last year and we were the ones that i think it was us it was I kind of had to look up like what what it was called. I want to make sure I know what I was talking about. It. But I remember us encouraging him to get that on the market because we were saying like that would legitimately mm. sell. I thought the pooper pants were gonna. Were but those gonna were our ideas. The hanging toilet was his idea. Yeah. Well. That he had years ago. So. Well, maybe there's a way we could be his guinea pigs, but he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't trust us. I don't know. Yeah, he. I don't think that's his 
part of the company. He has um, other kind of marketing people and test subjects and that kind of thing, and we're not there. So, well, uh, do you have? Okay, let's get into our, our own ideas. Sounds like you didn't have anything more on the interview. I think that that spoke for itself. Totally fine. Or you, you do? I'm sorry. In, in trivia, you have got more stuff. I but, got more. Yeah, I got more. Yeah. Calm down. What? Yeah, do you have any of your own tips for, like, you know, backpacking, clothing-related, mm-hmm. ways to escape the fashion police? What do you have for us? Mm. Okay, my That's first one. one had to do, this is kind of a random one, but um, I think it's legit, actually. It's um, maybe something people who are newer or just getting into backpacking, maybe they've been there like a year or two in. Um, to get, sometimes, you you know, you're, you're trying to go lightweight, you're trying to save money, so you, you buy, like, the thinner clothes. And thin thinner clothes may not be... Thinner or, or stiffer fabrics may not be like the best clothing, but you're like, oh, but it's lightweight. Yeah, it might be thin, uh, but if right. it's not like insulating at all, it's not going to be that great. And if it's too, in my opinion, if it's too stiff of a fabric, um, meaning mm. like it's not stretchy or anything, like if you have to go through somewhere tight or like bend over or something like that, it's going to be really uncomfortable and potentially you could rip whatever you're wearing. Um, and th- they just have so many options now that are that are better and more flexible and are more comfortable, really. So um, I would say too thin and too stiff a fabric is something that maybe people just think like, oh, it's lighter, it's thinner, it's going to be great. But right. make sure it insulates. So you, when you said, you said you want it stretchy, so do you wear like a lot of like spandex? A lot of spanks. A lot of spanks. Okay. Yeah. Big on spanks. Do you wear leggings? Uh, those those are more more for you. I know you had the leotard and whatnot, so or the unitard. Okay. I'm sorry, unitard. Yep. Um, um, but no, I you know they have a lot of those athletic pants. I just got some at Target. I think for like okay. under thirty bucks, and they're nice, super comfortable. I would wear them. Yeah, anywhere. So, and if you're keeping track at home that or in your car if you're driving, that's um, third third time. Derek says no, that's not me. It's you with um, something that I accuse him of in the last three episodes so we're three for three good job no that's not me it's you yeah where i'm like do you do such and such and you're like uh actually no you do mm. like your mm. your response is just to turn the tables and not come up with your own creative response we i've already scolded you about this is that kind of like what you did with my uh with the intro earlier today you know about mordor and you're like oh people think uh, you're you're like hanging out with you mordor Oh, yeah, pot calling the kettle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, okay. So one point, one point for me, three to one. You're, you're winning still. See, I don't keep score, but it happens. <laughs> this is why you think this is only one sided thing, right? <laughs> oh, you're like, it's funny because, it's, it's funny because as I was doing that, I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm totally doing what Derek normally does. <laughs> exactly. You're such a. <laughs> but I don't throw it in your face. You do. So, you know, who's more mature? I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's me. Who's more mature? Um, that, that is not, we've never established that. <laughs> We've only established credibility uh, and actual intelligence levels, but maturity, I think we're both mm, down. That's up for grabs. That's yeah, up for that grabs. Is up for grabs. Okay. <laughs> what do you, what's yours? What okay, you so I got, a couple, I got a couple. This one we haven't really talked about a whole lot is uh, the concept of bringing gloves in the summertime. Oh, no. I have this on our, on our gear list as like an optional item, and man, you got to be going pretty high elevation or pretty far north or, or south if you're you know, in the southern hemisphere. Yeah to need to need gloves right? right and i'm not talking about like ski gloves even the thin gloves yeah. I, don't I don't i i don't think i mean i get cold easily i think there's been one trip um i've ever brought gloves and used them and other than mm-hmm. that i feel like there's other maybe one other trip of all the places we've been that i felt like i should have brought gloves 
I feel like people bring them as like a just in case, you know, like ah, it might get cold on day whatever, or right, if right, we right. wake up at such and such time. But I mean, I've you know, I've been up in twenty degree weather. I just yeah, I mean, I you know, I guess I I guess I could have used them, but I don't remember ever thinking that's what I wish mm-hmm. I had right now. Just get a warm drink and away you go, right? A warm drink. I think I I really wanted them when it was windy and wet. Mm. And uh, but you didn't. I just we didn't see. it But then you need. Either, so. It wouldn't just be gloves. They'd have to be waterproof gloves. And I want like dish washing rubber gloves if possible <laughs> because those would be great. Can you I'll tell you. Them? I'll tell you what. I will carry them for you. Yeah. If you'll right. wear them for like half a day. Done. I'll be sweaty. I'll be a sweaty beast, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Dishwashing. Dish and you got to carry them awesome. on the out. You got to carry them on the outside of your pack. That's that's care. the deal. Have you seen what I've carried on the outside of my pack? I've carried, carried a patio chair. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I want, I want yeah. them visible because oh, people people are going to judge you, not me. So that's why I want them on the outside. Yeah, yeah. The judgment really matters for me. Okay, my next one is. Um, it's getting getting clothes that we you kind of you guys kind of touched on this on the um, interview with um, venting and drying. I think getting clothes that vent and dry quickly helps with a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. your own stench, uh, comfortability, um, all kinds of stuff. Because if you have clothes that stay, I've had this is early on when I think I bought a couple cotton shirts, and it was I know you you had the cotton and you were like oh it dries pretty quick I don't have a problem with it but. Right. If you have clothes and cut and material that just stinks and doesn't dry and it's just nobody wants to put on like a wet smelly shirt on day <laughs> wet smelly shirt you know what I mean it's like nobody wants to do that uh, the wisdom that you share nobody that can be that's nobody right there <laughs> I've seen you do it though so I'm I'm kind of talking to you I, mean, I don't know <laughs> people Most are gonna people. be man Derek's got a point there I gotta stop doing that like Carl has this damp shirt that he's laid on a rock and he's going to put it back on and go another 10 miles. That's disgusting. Oh my gosh. I don't, I can't think of a scenario where that has ever happened. I, I've documented four, but you okay. know, whatever. It's, Give me it's one easy. trip that's happened on one instance. It's, it's not about keeping record. Wrong, exactly. So, okay. Exactly. I have them, but I'm not okay. going to share them. All right. Well, you're going to love my next tip. All right, go ahead. I think we've referenced these folks before. But I don't okay. think that I've really gone off about it enough. So I think I really just need to dig in on this one. Okay. This is legitimately a fashion issue here, okay? okay. Right. And I'm going to stereotype a little bit. Uh, this is typically people that do this typically, not always, but I'm going to say 95% of the time are 50 years or older. Ooh, we're so they're kind of like in your range of age. My and range. You're older, but okay. Go okay. Ahead. And so these are, these are folks that are... Uh, I just call them fake rangers, okay? Oh, they fake dress rangers. like a ranger, and I'll be specific. Ooh. So they typically wear some sort of a wide brim hat. Wide brimmed hat. It's usually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like green, brown, or olive colored. They're yeah. typically wearing an olive colored button-up shirt, typically long sleeve. They've okay. got long pants on, usually brown or tan or khaki, whatever. Right. They're wearing boots, and. Yeah. Here's the key, is they have a shirt label, like it might be something like ex officio, but it's one of those external labels that's, you know, sewn on. So from a distance, it looks like a name tag. Right. Okay. And they might have trekking poles, may not, just kind of a mix. And they're usually hiking with, you know, not usually a large group. And it takes (laughs) a while. It takes kind of a close up for you to figure out they're not actually a ranger. And you've seen a lot of these people. Oh my goodness. Yes. I've seen at least... I've seen at least two or three. Yes. Minimum. I point them out now. I just, I just, yeah. 
I just tell people who I'm with. Fake ranger, fake ranger alert. Yeah, um, that's. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's uh, totally absurd. And I wonder, I wonder if you can get arrested for you know impersonating a ranger <laughs> as you can a police. If you're imper- if, yeah, if, if, you try, if, if they yeah. try to arrest somebody, for sure they can get arrested. But I just I think know. that you know what they just love the the outdoor scene so much that they are embracing all aspects of it, and they want they kind of secretly want to be a ranger. Guys, if you buy an olive starched scotch guarded shirt with a sewn on name tag this might be you so just just stay away from that carl's throwing away his wide-brimmed hat as yeah. we say this right? yeah and so, so yeah some are more ranger like than others for sure i just think that that, that yeah, just needs to stop stop confusing people and you know like if if you've ever approached somebody and they start pulling out their permit to show you something and you're confused it's because you're a fake ranger Let's let's talk about this attire for a minute, though. Is it is it common and easy? I'm trying to remember seeing this type of attire in REI in a regular. Like I feel like most of the stuff is like more hip now. Is that is that accurate? Am I missing the, what, the like more hip? Hats? Like like more like a ranger or less like a ranger? No, like way less. It's more like athletic and colorful. Oh, you know, it's like I don't really see a lot of wide brimmed hats and olive yeah. starched. Well, fake rangers if they're motivated they can find that stuff for sure but the, yeah, boot, think, the boots yes yeah boots. i think you're right i think you're probably right in what you're saying i mean you gotta try to look like that a little harder than normal i would say yeah just know and if you're you know if i just and here i'm gonna stereotype now i'm gonna stereotype rangers typically this is true you can you can correct me if i'm wrong but backcountry rangers when we've seen like people way out there or really just in national parks those types of rangers tend to be on the younger side I would agree with that. Correct? Yeah. Okay, so if you see somebody on the older side that looks like a ranger, there's a really good chance they're a fake ranger. Yeah, if you're like 20 miles plus back there. Yeah. I'm not Yeah, I'm not saying that that's always true. Just from our personal experience, I can't think of a time when we came across somebody older than maybe 40 that was a backcountry ranger. One guy. I think I feel like I saw one or two at Yosemite. Yeah, so now that I've just offended people that are... That's what you do. You stir 50. the pot as usual, and yeah, here we are. Yeah, I do. So... So I just hope to see pictures sent to us of their fake ranger outfits. That would be amazing. Please. <laughs> it's really Please. it's really not that big of a deal. I, would, I just think it's funny. So it's not like they're... We should have a contest and send the winner like yeah. a gift or something. Fake ranger winner. Great. Yeah, for sure. Fake ranger winner. Um, uh, anything else you got for that? or do you want No, to... I think, I think um, unrelated to this episode topic, I did have a, a brief interview. I got a hold of a product development guy from yeah. a particular wide mouth water bottle company oh yes yes, yes. you did so yes you did so this you know like people enjoy these little brief these brief interviews and so um this is uh eric from the water bottle company and here's what he had to say you'll enjoy this guys here we go hello this is eric from product development Hello, my name is Carl Majorelli. I'm part of the Backpacking and Blisters podcast, and I had a couple questions from you about one particular product. Do you have a couple minutes? Uh, yes, sir. Sure, go ahead. Okay. So you create these like iconic wide mouth water bottles, and you've, I think you've had them going since like the 1990s. At this point, like, who's your target customer for this like massive water bottle? Uh, we have uh, multiple focus areas we have uh, fitness um, focused we have outdoors focused travel focused we have bottles for all of those focus groups so you mentioned kind of the outdoors scene and and the focus there in the backpacking market it's kind of known to be just 
like a heavy water bottle. So I know people, you know, buy them just, for, you know, for the looks or for the association with the outdoors or for image, whatever you want to call it. But um, like, it's really heavy for simply being a water bottle. Do you put any sort of like lead or other heavy metals to make it the heaviest bottle on the market? Uh, absolutely not, sir. Uh, that would not be healthy for us to do that. Um, do keep in mind, um, Nalgene bottles are a more than just about the weight. Are you aware of that? They're uh, leak proof. They're the most durable bottle on the market. Um, our product development team has made sure of that. Um, and uh, if you don't like the wide mouth version, there's uh, multiple other uh, versions that you could choose from. But if your main goal is lightweight, you could uh, think of another product or uh, maybe not worry about the weight so much. I'm, I'm not sure the problem. They're pretty, yeah, durability, not the issue. I guess that for that reason, they could, yeah, you might associate them with kind of like outdoor usage. Uh, I have seen them punctured and I have seen people like have issues with the caps and the cap leash and all sorts of things there. And there's like some meltage that can go on inside dishwashers. Okay. Let's go with the leak proof scenario there. I, I agree that generally speaking, like you you know, you take care of your water bottle. It's going to be generally leak proof, but is it spill proof? Like what percentage of people do you think that drink out of the bottle um, while driving have had a significant spill? Uh, while driving? Yes. Um, again, that is uh, not, not one of, <laughs> is not one of our focus groups. Uh, as I mentioned, I guess we uh, do focus on travel, but I doubt um, the recommendation is to uh, drink while driving. They probably don't fit in your drink holders either. So that's another issue. Correct. Yeah. Like it seems that they could streamline them a little bit more so that they're more versatile because obviously to get to your outdoor destinations, you have to at some point be in a vehicle, right? Uh, yes, but there's other versions of our Nalgene's that I'm sure do fit in your water bottle holders. So while you're driving, the logical choice would not to use the wide mouth. So again, I, I, I can, uh, okay make note of your recommendations or your concerns with our bottles. Certainly there's other options. We're, we're definitely targeting the wide mouth bottle. And for this interview, that's kind of the focus. So our podcast, both hosts, myself and my, my buddy, Derek, um, have suggested that we never bring the wide mouth version backpacking. And what I mean by that is never, ever, never, ever. How would you respond to that? Well, that's uh, your prerogative, sir, but um, thousands of people do take these backpacking and uh, your preference may not be the same as everybody else's. So um, as I mentioned before, I can uh, take your concerns to our product development, but you know, a wide mouth bottle is uh, going to be a wide mouth bottle. So what do you think about that? So yeah, um, first of all, I just want to say great, you know, great interview and all that stuff. Um this sounds exactly like the same guy, the Ranger guy. And so it makes me think that... Wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait. Let, let, me, let me stop you there. You, you think a Ranger quit his job and went to work for Nalgene? The, I'm just saying they have the same voice. And okay. it makes me think... I'm going to dig a little deeper here. It makes me think that you did both of these and are trying to prank everybody. Ah. So you think that is the prank, is that there's... Yes. Because there's people that sound the same. I think that you created a... Because the interview was so absurd. Both right. of them were just so juicy and absurd. Okay. And this is, this is stuff you do. So then it, it kind of dawned on me like, <laughs> well, mate, 
<laughs> Why does the voice sound almost identical? If it was a different sounding voice, you might have yeah. got away with it. But I really... so you okay. So just to clarify, you think yeah. that Eric from mm-hmm. Nalgene as the product developer is the same as Ranger Eric? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me, let me let me change yes, the question. Yeah. Do you think? That Did you try to get this? You tried to get it yourself caught. Is do that you what think happened? that he's also the same as Eric from Buff? Um, like I said, no, yeah, oh, clearly, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, maybe I'm just slow, and then clearly, yeah. I am, it took but... it took three interviews, but that's okay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <three interviews. laughs> oh man. Uh, yes. So you have figured it out, my friend. There's a chance we wanted to play along with you though, and then maybe I revealed it later on. Just because it was getting absurd, so the first the first one was great. The first one was great. Well, I the reason and the reason why I it's time for me to reveal this is because I did get some pushback. Some people thought that the buff interview was re- was really good, <laughs> and I just told people there's more to that story. And some people thought that I was really way too aggressive in my line of questioning. The buff one was yeah, great. and so people were were kind of like Harlan needs to kind of like settle down a little bit. Like that's you know like they were I think a little uncomfortable with how. You know, basically, like how aggressive it was, basically. And so, yeah. So, anyway, I don't, I'm pretty respectful when I talk to people, but I was just having a lot of fun with this because it was a prank. So, I told you, I told you that there's, I just have a hard time getting a hold of some people. And, the the buff people I cannot get a hold of them I've tried multiple times they won't respond so I what does that say about buff I mean if you love buff or hate buff right. let's be objective here for a minute right. and you guys know that I'm like not anti buff right what does it say about a company if they are not responding to basic you know multiple uh, multiple so I don't want I don't want to spend time yeah. bashing the companies I just wanted to say that so because I couldn't get a hold of them I couldn't get a hold of the of the ranger station in Yosemite. Uh, I just was like, why don't we just do the interviews anyway? And I just got a guy coming in, taking care of that. You know, you stirred the pot, buddy. So so I don't, I still don't know about the, you know, the, the whole blacklist in Yosemite thing. Like, I don't, I don't know where, where that stands. So do you think that would be that colorful though? You know, if you actually got a hold of them, it's not, I don't think it'd be that colorful. Uh, So you're saying that Eric is, um, more interesting. Then your fake your fake interviewee or interviewer was what <laughs> fake interviewee? Whoa, wait, wait! Eric Eric's on what? with us right now. How did that happen? Eric, Eric from customer <laughs> service, <laughs> the National Park Service. What? <laughs> and and uh, the Gator Company. On here. Okay, so so Eric, he, you don't know this yet, but I, but Derek, it took the third interview, but Derek did figure it out. Oh man. And uh, we talked about it a little bit since before you popped on, and he he's still not not even remotely interested in, in how I'm connected with you or, or where you're from. No, don't care. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. The if moment I heard if, the it, if it wasn't for me, this whole podcast thing never would have even happened. I want uh, you to know that. It's probably true. It's probably that true. that is actually strangely true. You want to explain that, Eric? Twelve years ago, was it twelve years ago? It's not so. So Carl had this idea. So I guess it's still Carl's idea. This awesome idea to have a podcast. So Carl and I started a podcast for our our uh, students at school. And so Eric's a uh, teacher. Pretty just awesome. Clarify. And we were yes, I'm a teacher. So we were we were pretty nice. we were pretty amazing back then. And then he, I guess he needed I guess he needed oh, someone who yeah. actually backpacked for this podcast. So he, <laughs> he told me he told me he told me I had to actually backpack if I was going to be a, what a letdown. Yeah. 
A lot of lead. I know, huh? yeah. It was totally uncool, but that's all right. I applaud. I applaud it all. Yeah, great. Eric used to work for REI. Yeah. Eric used to backpack, and uh, now he's. Would you describe yourself as more of like athletically sedentary? Athletically sedentary. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Such a yeah. colorful way to yeah. insult your friend. There. How, good. how did you? How did he's you guys not. make it to 137 episodes Great with question. Andrioli? Great question. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of patience by me. A lot of patience. I'm sure. Before we get too far into too, too far into this, I just wanted to clarify. So, Eric, you don't work for Buff Customer Service. You're not a ranger in Yosemite, and you don't work as a product developer for Nalgene, correct? Cor- correct. <laughs> yes. correct. Okay. Did did I offend you with any of my fake line of questioning? Uh, you, you can say me? slightly. No. You can say slightly. It's fine. <laughs> i felt i felt ranger eric was a little bit mean but other than that he was great know, he was I, probably my favorite actually yeah. oh really i think ranger eric was my favorite the blacklist yeah. oh the the line about i don't think you should be a leader anymore or a trip that was oh, just yeah. money was just money <laughs> it was so on point you know? no, i don't know i don't know the uh the uh, other animals repelled by the buff gator was I, was, oh, I thought that was pretty. That brilliant. was good too. That was pretty good. He had some juicy. But you actually researched that, right? That wasn't fake information, correct? Oh, dude, I totally made all that up. That juicy information. What? See, I totally, I totally even, I even scammed Mandrioli on that one. I, I you totally did. You. The prankster got pranked because like he because I know that you know. yeah you got me on that one for sure. Because Eric actually researched. I know for a fact you researched Buff, and so That's I just believed mistake, everything huh? you said about yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so well, I guess I got pranked as well. Then. You're welcome. You went man. too far down the rabbit hole, Carl. <laughs> too far down. Yeah, you lost your carrot. Too f- yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. Props, dude. Um, well, Eric, man, just we we appreciate you being willing to jump on as a, as a podcast character. Uh, yeah, re- Is that how we recurring recurring it? character, yeah. recurring personality, recurring character. But but I thought it was important to have you on just to clarify that this was um, yeah just for fun and that I was not really mm-hmm. aggressively questioning anybody and i feel like he never talks about you eric which is disappointing that's why it works man that's why it worked well now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring it up but no that we we yeah we had students at the end of the year that really honestly thought we hated each other so i think we uh i don't know i don't know what that means but (laughs) it was pretty fun no surprise last story i'll share is uh eric and i were both recruited to open a brand new school years ago um mason middle school in castle rock and so we were on the team, like we were hiring different teachers or helping to, <laughs> and, and they, and the principal allowed us to be on the same team together, which we didn't yeah, know that if that was going to happen. And so we got to hire people that we could work with. And we hired this young lady to teach, I think it was like, I don't know, math or uh-huh. language arts. And we uh-huh. went into the school and there was like, they were still setting up. And so there's just like boxes everywhere. There's just like junk everywhere. And one of the boxes was human sized. And so, so Eric climbs in and I, I lead <laughs> this new teacher down the hallway and then, and then he jumps out. He's like, ha, I got you. And, uh, I think that was like the last time we saw her. She yeah, like, like quit days, the next yeah. day. <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah, two, two days later, she resigns from wow. her position. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't even know if she ever taught again. Probably. Solid guys. So right. yeah. Hey, then that, that was, that was Eric on that one. So that's, yeah. that's well, the like, kind of people we have on the podcast. That's, uh, that's that's quite the array of people. Yeah. So, props to you. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm glad I I'm glad I figured it out right before you revealed it. So, <laughs> you did. You did. I feel way better now. Bobby. So props to you, Derek. Is really yeah. Is. I was a little disappointed because initially my initial thought 
was that Carl was doing the voice somehow, but then I'm like, he's not that good. No, he's not, I'm not, he's I'm not, not an actor. actor. So it had to be somebody else. The level of acting for the interviews was as far as I can go. I'm not, I'm not an actor, so. I was, I was proud of you. Yeah, thank deep. you. Yeah. Eric, we got to let you go, man, because we got to wrap this, this show's going. But, nice um, job, dude. Nice yeah, job. thanks so much thank for, for uh, joining the show. That's All right. Cool. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. Have All a right, good man. one, buddy. See ya. What'd you think of that? Well, well timed. <laughs> Yet I'm like on the queue, ready to go, huh? I did. I, I I was planning this out. I was like texting him as we're talking. That was, that was solid. Um, I think we got some trivia coming up. Yeah, right. right. After, After this. this. Um, Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, I got three questions, and okay. we're gonna we're gonna verify some things from the Taysen interview uh, earlier, just to bring it to light and to draw attention okay. to it. Um, so here we go. True, false. We get some multiple choice in there. Let's see how you do. Um, yeah. True or false? You told Taysen that you carry a fleece hoodie with you. True or false? Oh, 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 oh. Um, or he was under that impression. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, cause I have the I have um, the hindsight ability, so to speak, at this point, because we did the interview. So I'm reacting to him live, but then I went back and I edited the interview so that you could listen to it. And so I realized that some of the things I said, I, I misspoke. And so he he misinterpreted a couple of things I said because I, it was my fault. I misspoke. And so I think I was referring to the hoodie when I meant to refer to my fleece. So I'm gonna say true on that one. I mean, I, I said false. I thought you actually didn't say fleece hoodie. I, I understood that. You oh, meant, I didn't say fleece. I just said hoodie. I said, right, but yeah. I understood that you meant a fleece. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. No, tell I, you I misspoke. I was. Yeah. All right, but if you there, thought was, there you, was another thing that I said where I was referring to the the backpack in the grocery store as training, and then I said later that it, like it wasn't training, but what I meant was it wasn't like my main method to train. So he uh-huh. so he was actually listening really well to me, and I was misspeaking. He, so it was, yeah, it was hilarious. Um, he's a good listener. So. Tayson, okay, number two, uh, this is multiple choice. Tayson thinks that you carry a 30-pound something in the store. Was it a jacket? Was it a backpack? Or was it a purse? (laughs) 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 I'm so glad you picked up on that because that was so ridiculous. (laughs) 
Uh, he did refer to the purse. The purse, that's right. <laughs> he purse. did refer to the purse. Yeah, I don't know did. that he thought I carried one. He, I think he was trying to include everybody out there. No, he was pointing fun at you, that, or poking okay. fun at you. That was good. <laughs> uh, it was totally fun. Um, that was awesome. Okay, and then the, the final question was true or false. Um, did you find it, did we all find it awkward, true or false, that you had to kind of justify that you didn't carry a backpack backpack in the store with your 30 pounds but you carried like a regular backpack making it sound like well this is much better and okay somehow <laughs> and did you sense Taysen was like this guy's still ridiculous true or false <laughs> uh, this is this is probably one of your top trivias i'll be honest uh, <laughs> i almost want to give you the answer I don't yeah know. i don't think it was awkward the reason why i explained was because if you carry a backpacking, backpacking, you turn around in those tight aisles, it knocks junk over, right? Well, yes, but when you said, no, I'm, I'm just using, like, a regular backpack. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you caught, he, like, did a little chuckle. He's like, oh. Oh, maybe not. That was pretty funny. Okay. So, but that was true. I don't know if your grocery stores in California are the same as mine, but what they're doing now is you have aisles that are, they're plenty wide. Yeah. And what they do, and they've been in this for years now, is they just put junk in the middle of the aisles, these yes. little displays, yes. that intentionally make it hard so that... You have to wait for people to pass, it's, and there's just so, they, they keep on adding them. A lot of it, like it, little snacky things, card yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, it's just really annoying. You know, I just feel like there's gonna be a day where I become get off my lawn guy, and I just get so mad, I just like knock one of them over. You should, yeah. Get I'm not there out. yet. Let me go. Not there yet. Another five yeah. years, you'll be good. Probably, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe sooner. <laughs> I know, right? You got any? Uh, so you get you get pretty good. I'm gonna give you two out of three because. Okay. Uh, that was good. Um, any any tidbit for us today? I got or? a couple tidbits. Okay. Okay, so we, we kind of did the prank thing, and um, we had a couple folks use our podcast sort of as like a prank. So we had, uh, you know, Patreon supporter Jer Bear from Oregon. He's He really loves the our Patreon stuff, and so he's actually he was trying to convince one of his buddies to join Patreon. He's like, why don't you join? Like, they have so much stuff on there, and we really appreciate that. And little did he know that his buddy Jason did join, and um, so they went on a backpacking trip, and and uh, Jason let Jer Bear hassle him the whole trip about it. Wow! And uh, and then and then anyway, and then they come back and they listen to the next episode where we like thank Jason for joining us on Patreon, and right. uh, so Jer Bear feels bad about it, of course, and so mm. so Jason's question was, does Mount House sell fr- a freeze dried crow meal? So that Jer Bear can eat some crow. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's TBD. I don't know. I mean, yeah, so that's that's like next level stuff right there. So I thought that was pretty pretty creative. But that was funny. We appreciate both guys. And then um, the last tip that I had was uh, speaking of Patreon, we did get a new a new person. Yeah, Kane from yes. Florida. He, he used to live in Colorado, but he moved to Florida, and uh, just yeah, he's got a whole backpacking story, and he's. He's relatively new to backpacking, still trying to find his crew. I hope he finds some folks soon, because that's, that's a big part of Kane, uh, I just want to let you know, Carl tried to include the joke, Kane is able, I vetoed it. I said, mm, no, we're not doing mm, that. That's, that's totally nice. absurd. Totally nice. absurd. So, yeah. moving on. I will share that we have a Patreon backpacking trip coming up, and if that goes well, we'll just keep on planning them. So, yeah. So, Kane, we invite you to that one. Anybody else who might want to... Join our Patreon crew. That that's part of the deal. So um, yeah, rock and roll. That my friend is all I got. Rock and roll. That was a good one. Thanks for the fun times. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. And remember, guys, if you're out on the trail and you see a guy with a sweater vest, you know it's Carl. We'll see you next time.
so yeah, I yeah, I was um I was on the trail. Uh, this is you know you know I know we've talked about in the past like oh Derek burned his socks, right? I didn't really burn my socks though. Like there were sock scraps of of uh, uh you know just parts of the sock on the ground, and I I said and they're like oh you burned them you burned them, but then I found out the truth, and it was um it was Carl. He killed the fibers with his stench, and they were no more. They were no more. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.